now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose, go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes or syndication options. Today, I have a very special guest with me. He is the host of G220 Radio and the founder of G220 Ministries. He is Ricky Gantz. Ricky, brother, how are you today? Thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you, Ryan. I'm, I'm doing really well. I uh, just finished an episode of G220 Radio myself, and uh, really looking forward to having this opportunity to talk to you. That's wonderful. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, how you came to Christ, how you got into ministry, what you do in ministry, and anything in between. Well, do we have like about three or four hours? No, just kidding. Um, I I grew up in church, so I have that typical um, story of growing up a false convert, believing I was saved because I said a sinner's prayer, uh, was baptized at a young age, um, but I really wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a believer. I was a false convert, and uh, I believed I was saved. I went off to the army. I even had it on my dog tags. It said Christian non-denominational, and I didn't even know what a denomination was. So I really had very little knowledge of Christ. I had no relationship with Christ whatsoever. Um, I was a false convert. And it wasn't until I came home from the army and uh, back from Iraq that All the things, all the seeds that have been planted in my life and the others that have come along and watered it, it was at that point where God brought me to repentance and faith uh, and broke me over my sin. And from that moment, I began to go back to church. I began to study God's word. I had such a strong desire and still do that I just want to know so much more about Jesus Christ and his word. And I just began to study it and seek after him day after day after day. Um, On my job as a mailman, I would listen to sermons. I would listen to the audio Bible uh, just nonstop for like six hours a day, just studying and learning about Jesus Christ and learning about his word. Uh, And that desire just grew stronger and stronger. And and my desire and love for the lost was very strong as well. From the moment I became a Christian, I was sharing the gospel with people. I didn't really have a a lot of knowledge, but I had a lot of zeal. right even from the beginning and I would share the gospel with my family members and with friends and they just thought I was crazy they're like man this guy's crazy radical like he just all he talks about is Jesus all the time um but as I began to to grow and learn more uh and and the Lord was maturing me in that as well uh still have zeal for for the Lord uh but have matured over the years and um and so I started to put stuff out on Facebook, uh, talking about Jesus Christ. And I didn't even want a Facebook account, but my brother was going overseas uh, in the military as well, and he was going to go over to Iraq. So I opened up a Facebook account just to be able to keep in contact with him. But then I started reconnecting with all my high school friends and all the the people that I knew from the past and military buddies and, uh, and Christians. I began to network with so many different Christians who were out there evangelizing as well. And so I started trying to use Facebook as a ministry tool, and I was deleted twice from Facebook. They they kicked me off of Facebook. 
And so I started a ministry page because this was at their recommendation that I just started a page for ministry. So I started a page for ministry called Disciple Making Ministries, um, where I could use it to evangelize and talk to people about the Lord. Uh, and then over the years, that has grown into G220 Ministries uh, because of the radio show. I started doing a, a radio show, G220, which stands for Galatians 220. Um, and so we've basically, this is where the ministry came from and the radio show came out of that. I just love to talk about the Lord, love to have people come on the show and share their knowledge and the wisdom they have so that I can learn and the listeners can learn and be encouraged and edified and strengthened. Uh, and the ministry came along as something you, a tool to be used basically to get together brothers and sisters, like-minded brothers and sisters for evangelism events and to help them and encourage them and to edify them as well. And so that's basically what the ministry came along to be uh, and what it is today. And we have three members of the ministry, myself, Austin Hetzler, and Chris Fox, who's down there in your area. Uh, that's a little bit about me and a little bit about the ministry. You can find out more about the ministry at uh, g220ministries.com. I just want to encourage the listeners uh, of the show that I do to go over to G220 Radio and take a listen. You know, for the longest time, I, I wasn't listening to the show just because I kept forgetting to download it and everything. But now I've got a, a podcast grabber or whatever, and it automatically downloads the show. And I got to say, it's one of the shows that I look forward to listening to every week. You know, as I'm driving home to or from work, I, I love listening to Ricky's show because it's a such a wide assortment of various topics, but they're all related to the Christian walk. And, and I really love that. Thank you, uh, brother, for doing the show. And I forgot to thank you earlier. Thank you for your service in the military and for serving our country. Well, well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for the encouragement on the show as well. It's, it's, like I said, um, I love to talk about the Lord, and so it's encouraging that, that people actually even listen to the show. I know you don't care about ratings, um, and uh, you're the only show that don't care about ratings, uh, but uh, I, I just love to talk to people about the Lord, and, and uh, it's just an honor and privilege that people do listen to the show, and so I, I thank you for the encouragement, brother. So the main reason that I have you on Witness Radio today is to talk about something that you put on recently, just this past weekend. You had a uh, college campus ministry tour that took place, and I want to hear all about it, all the details, as soon as we come back from the break. You're listening to Witness Radio. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. Welcome back to Witness Radio. We're talking with 
Ricky Gantz from G220 Ministries and the host of G220 Radio talking today about your recent outreach endeavor up there in the Cleveland area where you and a couple of other people went out to various college campuses to share the gospel. Let's start off by telling us what led up to this event and then tell us everything that happened. Well, Ryan, what what led up to the event was uh, we had all planned to go to a conference, the Herald Society Conference this year um, in Philadelphia, and the conference was canceled. And so I had the days off. Um, my buddy Anthony Silvestro had the days off, and Austin had the days off because we were all planning on going to this conference. And I've been wanting to get to college campuses, but because of my work schedule, I haven't been able to get out there. And so since I've had these days off, I said, you know, why don't we put together a college tour where we hit up four colleges in two days and uh, we'll hit one up in the morning and another one in the afternoon and the next day do the same thing um, and just get out to these college campuses and share the gospel. Now, before this, I'd only been on two college campuses. I've been to Temple in Philadelphia, and I've been to Cleveland State University. And so these were the only times I've, I've been on a college campus to share the gospel. And so we really wanted to get out there and do that. Anthony had been out to, to them before. Austin had only been out to Cleveland State with me. And so we really wanted to get out and do this. So when we put this thing together, we had to make some adjustments because one of the colleges that we chose to do was Oberlin College. They were actually out on fall break. So we ended up doing three colleges in two days. Uh, we did uh, LCC, which is Lorraine Community College. Uh, and then we did Baldwin Wallace in the afternoon on the first day. And, and then the next day we went to Cleveland State and we did Cleveland State for the entire day. Um, and it was really uh, so much. I mean, so much happened. It, it was such an amazing opportunity. We were out sharing the gospel at LCC in the morning and the security guard come over to Chris. Let me tell you some of the guys first that we had out there uh, before I forget their names. We had Jason Sletcher out there, Chris Jones, Anthony Silvestro, uh, Pastor Chris Hinckley, uh, Austin Hetzler. We had Pastor A.D. Goins. We had Beth Morris. Laura Fairhaven, we had Bob Daly, I believe that's everybody, I hope I'm not missing anyone, but these are the guys that we had and women that we had, and the first day we was out at LCC, uh, Chris was up on the box and he was preaching the gospel, and a security guy came over to him and said that we really couldn't be there, and so he called me over, and I went inside for about 40 minutes talking with um, the security and with the school and everyone that I talked to kept telling me that we were going to have to leave. And I just kept, I shared the gospel with every single person that I talked to um, and then asked them if I could talk to the next higher up. And um, they said finally that uh, I could talk to the security director if I wanted to, but I was going to have to leave. And I said, I kept telling him, I said, well, it's a public school and it receives public funds Therefore, you, you should have a free speech zone. Um, but I want to be as gracious as possible with them. And I wanted to, to let them know that we're here to work with you, uh, but we also don't want to lose our rights. I, I wanted to be very gracious with them, but I also didn't want to just let them walk all over uh, our rights to be out there to share the gospel. Um, and so I went and talked to the security director 
And, and mind you, this is about 40 minutes I'm in there. And so now I'm waiting for the security director to come out of a meeting to come talk to me. And so I'm in the office and I'm sharing the gospel with all these people that are in the, the security office, waiting for the security director. And all that time, they're still outside sharing the gospel with many, many of the students. And so then the security director comes in. I asked him, I told him what we were doing. I asked him, is this a public school that receives public funds? He said, yes. I said, so where's your free speech zone? And he said, I have to look at the map. Let me go look and I'll get back to you. He told me, though, he would probably move us from the courtyard where we were to an area where there really was no traffic at all. Um, but then he came out after a little while and I, you know, I was praying during this time as well. And the guys outside were praying because I kind of texted them and let them know what was going on. And uh, he came back and said, how many guys do you have? And I said, well, we have less than 10. And he said, you know what? You're fine where you are right there in the courtyard. And so we was able to continue for the rest of the morning. And it was just such a blessing that God to see God answer that prayer. Wow. Praise uh, God. Yeah, and, and then also to uh, be able to go back out there. We did some interviews. My pastor has a video camera with a microphone, something that you know, you're know you familiar with doing with a microphone interviews uh, on your college campus there in Cincinnati. And so we did that, and it, it was really easy to get people to come up when you've got a video camera and a microphone uh, to want to talk. you know. And um, so that was great. We, we was able to do that a couple times. Um, some of the guys did some open air preaching, uh, and we, we just had a wonderful time. Then we went for lunch before we head out, headed out to Baldwin Wallace College. And what a, what a great time of fellowship we had uh, with all the brothers there, you know, just enjoying each other's time and company and, and fellowshipping together and just praising the Lord for what he did uh, that morning. And then we headed out to Baldwin Wallace College, uh, which is a private school. So it was a little bit different. We, we were on the school until, of course, uh, they asked us to move because it was a private school. And uh, so then we went out to the sidewalk and we just continued to preach the gospel out there. And, and one thing that really stood out to me, this was the first time this has ever happened to me. Now, Jehovah's Witnesses will come and knock on your door. But being out on the streets sharing the gospel, I've never once had Jehovah's Witnesses come to me or come up to our group to try to correct our theology. But that happened at the Baldwin Wallace. These two females came up to us, and they were carrying New World Translation. I didn't know at first. I thought they had a Bible, and I asked them. I said, uh, oh, you Christian ladies? And they said, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. And they started asking us about our sign that said, repent and believe. And it said also, where will you spend eternity? And they said, I just wondered where, what your answer would be to that, that question. And so that, at that time, the security guard came up and told me that I had to get the other guys off the, the private area of the campus. So I, I directed these two ladies. I grabbed my pastor and said, could you talk to these two uh, Jehovah's Witnesses? And I went to, to get the, uh, the other guys off the campus. But uh, that was the first time that it ever happened. And I just thought that was very, very unique uh, and different because it's never happened like that before. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do. Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. 
If you want to grow in your understanding of God's Word and learn to study the Bible for yourself, join Pastor Andrew Rappaport as he teaches each week from the Word of God. The teaching is free through the Internet, but paid students receive a syllabus for each course with extra study materials. The cost is only $50 per year with special pricing for church groups. And you get to choose from the School of Biblical Hermeneutics or the School of Systematic Theology. Sign up today for Striving for Eternity Academy. Details at strivingforeternity.org. You're listening to When you were planning the college campus tour and you were deciding which colleges to go to and everything, did you contact the different colleges to talk to them beforehand at all? Or did you uh, check to see which ones were private, which ones were public, anything like that? Or did you guys just kind of show up and hope for the best? Well, to be honest, because it was a learning experience for us, um, we didn't do much of the calling. Uh, We learned a lot uh, being out there. I got a lot of numbers from um, the security directors. All of them said we could be there um, in the future because of, you know, free speech zones and everything like that. Um, I think Anthony had the most information on on college campuses. He knew Baldwin Wallace and he knew it was private. He wanted to go there uh, to that college because it was his alma mater. And so he wanted to go hit that college up. And and so that was the reason we went to Baldwin Wallace. Uh, But CSU, we'd been there before. And we talked to people at CSU before, and they had told us, yeah, it's free free speech zone out there. So, you know, you guys are good um, if you want to go there. They, they would like for us, what we found out is they would like for us to let them know we're going to be on the campus, but we do have the freedom, the free speech to go and do that. Um, so well, like what I was telling them when I was talking with the security people in the LCC and even those uh, at Cleveland State when the police lady came up to us out there was it's not our goal to you know, have – anything between us and the school, we want to work alongside of them. It was definitely a learning experience for me uh, being out at the college campuses. Um, Like I said, we want to work alongside of them, but we don't want to give up our rights either. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. run around screaming freedom of speech rights and all these rights. I mean, Christ is king and I I want to obey his command uh, and I don't want to break the law, but where we do have freedom, uh, I definitely don't want uh, to to get trampled on as well. Right. And that's something that Christian Collegiate Network, CCN, does when training their missionaries is they train them, hey, go on the campus, work with the uh, leadership of the campus, work with the authorities on the campus so that we will have a good relationship and they will not only allow us to be on the campus, but they will want us to be on the campus. Uh, so I'm glad that you guys uh, had a good experience and, and learned about that. Would you say that the security department would be a good first place to contact regarding going onto a college campus and, and talking to them about wanting to share the gospel on a college campus? Yeah, definitely. I, I would say, you know, um, they gave us the runaround at, at LCC the, when we first got in there. They took us to student life and they kept saying, no, you got to fill out this paperwork and you got to pay if you want a table. And, and I said, well, that's not really what we want. We want a free speech zone. Where, where Who else can I talk to? And I, I think I talked to like three different people. But eventually I got to the security department. And, and so I think that with, dealing with the security director was definitely 
the best place to go because they're going to, it seemed like to me, they understand the rules a little bit better. I mean, I, that, I had to go all the way to the security director because even the security, uh, campus security, they, they didn't know. So it had, it was from the director himself that said, yeah, we do have a free speech zone uh, because everyone kept telling me that, uh, no, we were going to have to leave, but definitely it's good advice to do that. We learned. And so now we know for future references to contact them. We've got information from them so that we can let them know we're going to be there uh, so that uh, they'll, they are, they are aware of it. Uh, and like you said, you know, we want to build that relationship with them. We don't want, we don't want to dishonor the name of Christ while we're out there. We're, we're there to glorify Christ through the preaching and proclaiming of his word. Amen. And so we definitely don't want to don't want to dishonor that by having issues with the security guards out there. Um, but we do live in a great nation that God has blessed for so many years with freedom of speech to do that. And, and on these public campuses, we can, we can do that. Uh, we just want to be respectful in that, the way that we do it with working with them so that they know we're going to be there. Amen. Yeah. And it's always good to let, security or the police know ahead of time because the other people are going to call them to come talk to you anyway. So it's best to head things off at the past by talking to them directly first so that they're already aware of the situation when they start getting phone calls from people complaining about you. So now we've gone through, we've talked about just the first day of the campus tour, right, where we, uh, where you've gone to two of the three college campuses. Tell us about the last day. The last day was the whole day at uh, Cleveland State, correct? Yes, that was an amazing day. We, we were there all day. Uh, we broke for lunch. We kind of, our plan was to break for lunch for an hour and everybody go fellowship, but we didn't want to lose our spot there. And uh, we just wanted to keep the preaching going. So we just kind of rotated through lunch. But we stayed the whole day. We were out there from 9 o'clock in the morning till I think, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we had a lot of great conversations. I think even in both days, there was not one person that was out there with us at any of the campuses that did not have a good conversation with people, with some of the students. We all had great conversations, um, many, many opportunities to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the students. We got up to proclaim the gospel on the wall, and the preaching always tends to draw some crowds. Um, at one point, I was surrounded by a bunch of students that came up wanting to ask questions. I had one atheist guy walk by and say, I'm an atheist. And I said, no such thing as an atheist, young man. Uh, he came back to take a selfie with me uh, while I was preaching and then told me it was wrong to judge so I asked him, is it wrong to judge? He said, yes. And so I told him, stop judging me then. And he got it. Amen. He got that understanding. Most people don't get it. He got it. He gave me a high five and said, I like this guy. Because um, he got it, you know. He Amen. understood he was being critical in that. Uh, but it was such a great opportunity. And right before we left, um, one really great conversation Jason was having with two Muslim young ladies. And it was a great conversation. He called me over to ask me a question. So I got into the conversation with him and uh, we were able to talk to these two Muslim girls 
um, for a long time. Actually, one of them was about to be late for work, but she didn't want to stop talking. We didn't want to keep her. We didn't want to make her late. Um, but it, it was such a great conversation. And she said she would love to talk to us again if we're out there. Amen. Um, so that, that was really good because um, there was so many different at Cleveland State for sure. Uh, I, even at LCC, which is a community college, I talked to a guy who was from Pakistan. And he was going back at the end of this year to use what he learned here in his country. But at Cleveland State as well, um, there was one point Anthony was talking to a Muslim and a Sikh at the same time. And so the different religions, the people from different parts of the world that are on these college campuses, and you know, and especially with Christian Collegiate Network, that's an unbelievable mission field. Absolutely. There's people that come from all over the the world to these college campuses, and they're going to go back to their countries. And we have an opportunity. We can share the gospel with them right there on the college. Tell us about the the aftermath. I know we're we're almost out of time, uh, but tell us about the the aftermath of what happened. Uh, any anything afterwards after all of these events? Any follow up or anything like that? Well, after the events, it was. It was really a great time. Um, we, we, we were going to actually sit down, and we haven't yet, but uh, myself, Anthony, Austin, uh, some of the guys up here uh, where we are, where you're familiar with up here in, in our area, uh, we're going to sit down and kind of talk about what, what we went experienced while we was out there uh, and be able to start planning more. Uh, we know definitely, Austin and I uh, definitely plan on doing more at LCC as well as my pastor because he was out there with us. And so we, we plan on doing a lot more at Lorain County Community College because it's right here in our backyard. Uh, and also I want to do more out at Cleveland State as well because Pastor Chris Hinckley was out there with us from Olmstead Falls Baptist Church. And he uh, wants to hit that more because it's closer to his area as well. And so um, that's definitely something we want to do uh, much more of. The only thing that... Uh, is different with us as opposed to uh, what you do there with Christian Collegiate Network is our schedules are different because of our jobs, so we don't have those free days to go all the time. Um, but we definitely want to do that when we have the opportunities is to get out there uh, as, as much as we can um, so that they can see our faces on a more consistent basis. Maybe not every week if we can't, but on a more consistent basis because we know that even from going out to Cleveland, the more you're in one place or one area and people see your face and are able to have conversations with you, uh, the more they get to know who you are and know that you really care and you want, you just want them to know Jesus Christ. What words of wisdom or warnings would you have for anyone considering doing uh, campus ministry or going out onto the college campus to share the gospel with people? What, what words of wisdom would you have? Uh, words of wisdom would be some of the things that we talked about tonight as far as definitely try to get with the security directors, talk to them, to let them know you're going to be there. On a public campus, you have the freedom of speech zones, so you're, you have the right to be there, but but work with the campuses. Uh, I would say go out in teams if you could. If, if you, if you go, have to go out by yourself, you can do that. I mean, I've done it so many times by myself in the past, but it's definitely good to have 
uh, a brother or sister with you uh, or a couple of them um, just for safety reasons um, and, and for your own safety reasons and to keep you because you're going on a college campus, you know, and, and as Christians, we want to be guarding ourselves from false accusations or from, um, you know, anything that can erupt while you're out there because uh, being out on the street, sometimes people can get upset with you for preaching the truth. People don't like to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. They don't like to hear about Jesus Christ. So it's good to have have that. Maybe have a, a camera with you, um, maybe one of them GoPros if you can afford that, or a, a voice recorder. If you, don't, if you can't have a camera, a voice recorder to record the conversation so that if somebody does make uh, accusations of, of you saying hateful things or something while you're preaching, uh, you can you can share share that with the authorities. I guess that's what I would say um, as far as some wisdom, uh, and then find out some more stuff from CCN because I'm sure it's because they go to college campuses quite a bit, you know, just about all the time. So uh, they'd be a good resource to uh, look up and 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 find out and pick their brains on on what they do at the campuses that they go to. Well, Ricky, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, go to g220ministries.com for more information about Ricky, about his ministry, and especially about G220 Radio. Thank you for listening, and until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share the gospel. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.